0: Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is Derek Specht. Hey, hello. What's happening, bud? Oh, it's going great. Is it? Oh, yeah. Really? Truly? Honestly? <laughs> For sure? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <positively. laughs> Excellent.
1: Yeah, I just spent the weekend at uh, a friend's cottage, did some fishing and some, you know. Did you fishing or catching? Oh, I, I didn't. I caught a few little tiny bluegills and stuff like that. Just And I was actually not even using my rod, using uh, Stella and Beckett's rod, just yeah. to collect some, to put it in a water table so they could play with the fish, and then we put them back in the lake and stuff. Right. But I didn't catch anything big, we, and so it was uh, mainly just little, like, little tiny fish fry and bluegills and whatever. Didn't catch much. Kids fish. Yeah. Yeah. It, the, uh, that, the the lake around Baptiste Lake, it's, uh, <clears throat> I don't know that
0: there's any fish in there. Did you go on South Baptiste Road or North Baptiste Road? South? Uh huh. We passed that yesterday. Did you? I guess not yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the other day. When we were coming back from uh, our trip on the weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Coming down through Bancroft. Mm hmm. So, ah, excellent. That's it? That's all you've been doing? Just hanging out? Hanging out. this the season.
1: The well, we're still planning. I'm still, we're still deep into the planning mode for our uh you know journey to the northland there so the uh Burt Reynolds Memorial River run so we're uh, we're working on some logistics on that but uh eee, water levels are super low yeah so it's it's causing some uh, some consternation and some frustration because uh as we we uh, so Martin Guster he was uh he contacted the 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 family who does the vehicle shuttles from Matisse back to Cochrane. Yep. And they said that nobody's running the river right now. It's just too low. It's Nobody's on it at the upper um, or lower Masinabe. then Masanabe.
0: Then save that for next year then.
1: Yeah. So unless we get some rainfall, so we're, we're starting to dig into uh, other ideas and options for a trip right.
0: somewhere. Right. So. Awesome. We'll see. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's part of it, right? Mm-hmm. If yeah. You look at these plans, you start out with this is the big trip we're going to do. and yeah. And then it, I was
1: so excited. I want to go to Moosonee. I was so excited.
0: I've been there. <laughs> well, I used to live there. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That'll be a good trip. That'll be a mm-hmm. really good trip. Yeah. You guys can do it. Be one for the ages. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully, you know what? Then that just means you got more planning to do and more time to get all your ducks to yeah. grow and, yeah. and get next it going year. for next year, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, so if anybody has any ideas that we could throw together a two-week trip somewhere... And, uh, whitewater, of course, uh, we would, uh, I'd be, I would appreciate some uh, feedback. So let me know, give, throw some ideas at me. Like uh, anything we've been looking at, like, uh, uh, there's a lot of the rivers in Northern Ontario that are kind of dried up. It's been a very dry year. So the, the ideas are, uh, are not flowing currently. I'd hate to be on a David Lee
0: trip right now. I <laughs> can you imagine. It'd be like an extra <laughs> David <laughs> Lee trip right yeah. now. Yeah.
1: Well, I think he, there's no water usually. Wasn't he just running rivers in Labrador or something? I think he just came back from a trip in Labrador. Was it Labrador? Okay, he posted a trip on a river, Raisin River, Raccoon River, oh, the Romaine River. But I, I think that was a few years ago, and it was in a teaser. Re, he brought the the uh, the the trip back to tease about the new trip, but I don't. I don't. Siobhan said that he she follows David Lee more than I do, and uh, she was saying that, uh, yeah, it seems like he's just getting back from somewhere. Would
0: that be on his Pursuit of Passion YouTube yes. channel? correct. Now, I know he's doing his men's trip right now, mm-hmm. doing the Lost Portages, right? Is he? Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's just what he's back from. Maybe. So maybe the other thing is a teaser from another, mm-hmm. another one.
1: He so. usually puts in some big epic trip at least once every year or two mm-hmm. uh, on some big whitewater
0: river somewheres, so... Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, I've been looking at, as we've discussed a couple of times, and it now has an official name. Oh, you've the, named it. The Peely Columbia Rolly Expedition. you got to have your name in there, do you? i got to have my name in there. <laughs> Just because. Because. <laughs> so. So you're going solo? I might. I might. <laughs> <clears throat> no. Wiener. So, yeah. You know, there's the southernmost point of Canada is Point Pelee. Yep. The northernmost point is is Cape Columbia. Yeah. So I've been following the route, mapping it out, mm-hmm. you know, point by point by point up the rivers, portage, as much as I could find, going along the coasts of the Great Lakes that you need to. And there's actually a route that'll go from the north of Superior all the way to Hudson's Bay and then up Hudson's Bay. I'm at the top of Hudson's Bay right now in this mapping. Yeah. Uh, Southampton Island, just at the top tip of that. Yeah. And I'm already at like 5,400 kilometers.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's a walk in a park. It's easy. Yeah. Just got
0: to paddle real fast. Yeah. And I figure it's going to be a kayak, canoe, kayak
1: Mm -hmm. trip.
0: Logistically- I, and we were talking about this earlier. It's uh, th- The tough part is to do it all one season. You would need at least seven months, I'm gauging. Mm-hmm. So you would need to start at Point Peely, which is Middle Island, which is right next to the Canada-U.S. border. Yeah. You would need to start on the southernmost tip of that. And, of course, it's like this giant rat tail that comes right down, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to go right to the tip of that. Yeah. And then from there, all the way up. Yeah. Um you would have to start at that tip the minute breakup happens or is happening. Mm-hmm. You need to be, like, a couple days behind breakup as it moves north. Yeah. You'd have to be chasing it. You'd have to be chasing it because mm-hmm. at the end, it's all of a sudden, st- some point, it's going to stop breakup and it's, <laughs> it's going to start breeze. refreezing yeah. where it's coming exactly. right at you, right? And, uh, and,
1: and that's really, uh, weather dependent. Like you could have a warm year or cold year. Mm-hmm. I think most years right now are warm years. Yeah. But, uh, you would have to be, you'd have to be hitting the end point like it early October at the yeah, latest. Yeah, and even I would be thinking October is, yeah. You're pushing your luck because, yeah. because October is when the storms and the the, the high winds start coming in. You get the night freezes and, and things kind of start to thaw again during the day. So if you're pushing your luck into October, you might end up uh, going a bit of a longer por- overland portage.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I mean, if, if at the end you end up having to haul the kayaks mm-hmm. across ice.
1: And, but see, even then the problem is, is you'd have to find like a uh, multi-year ice to be stable on, right? Mm-hmm. Because in October you're talking just a couple inches and even then it's only if you're getting like minus 30s and stuff like that, right? Minus yeah. 50s, minus 60s. So you don't want to be into that. So you'd have to be off the water. You'd have to be really pushing Well, it.
0: don't forget how far north that would be too, right? Yeah. So anyway, the next, uh, like I say, I'm getting the 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 um, distances and everything down right now. Mm -hmm. And I got all these little waypoints, and, you know, um, but uh, next thing will be weather, ice times, and all that sort of stuff. So at the end, I'm going to have like a five-inch thick dossier (laughs) on this thing. (laughs) If I never do it, I never do it. But it's, like I say, a lot of the fun is just in planning. It's just the planning of it, yeah. And if somebody ever says, hey, I'd like to do that trip, $18 billion, in this dossier is yours. (laughs) It'll be just like a Sheldon Cooper. Okay, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you all stop for pee break. (laughs) Not before, not after. You have exactly five minutes to exit your boat, have a pee, and re-enter your boat and start paddling. (laughs) It will be... Specific. There's a lot of logistics that you would have to work out. Hey? Oh, so many logistics! And right now, like I was looking at it, and I'm thinking at least forty to fifty grand for boats mm-hmm. themselves. Because if you do a group of four people, yeah, you got two canoes fully, fully rigged, out, fully right? decked out. Yeah, then you get four kayaks. Because I don't know that I would want to do you, no, a you don't, tandem no. kayak. No, you wouldn't want that, right? I've been listening to the West uh, Hansen book about a strip down the Amazon, and one of the kayaks was a tandem. And it can go faster with the two guys, but...
1: Yeah, there's, it's, there's uh, If you get into rougher water, choppier water, I think you're going to want to be doing uh, uh, rescues with uh, single-person kayaks, yeah. if, you, if you have to, if you're yeah. forced into it, right?
0: Yeah, and that's sort of my thing is, yeah, you know, and that way if somebody just has to, it says, you know what, I'm throwing in my towel, then, then you don't yeah. have a tandem canoe with one dude in it. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, I'll end up being that one dude yeah. and I'm going to be snarky. <laughs> Suppose you could find a polar bear to, to, to paddle the bousy, eh? Oh, polar bears are cuddly. <laughs> They're so fluffy. <laughs> They're so fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, this is just my, my little personal project yeah. that uh, I'm just sort of mapping out and you know, one of those things like, I'll probably never do it, but it's kind of cool just to yeah look into all the aspects of it, right? Mm-hmm. And then one day I'm going to win the lottery, and I'm going go, well, <laughs> <see you, laughs> <suckers."> to go, well, see you, suckers! Hey,
1: what are you doing for the next seven months? The planning process will be fun through the fact that, you know, say... You know, interviewing an ice expert on seasonal ice and and you know multi year ice, single year ice, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, the channel openings and whatever.
0: Contact somebody at Alert saying, "Hey, tell me about the seasonal oh, and weather." And you know, um, talking to people like Jim Baird, who's paddled parts of mm-hmm. uh, Hudson's Bay and stuff yeah. like that. Right. Just finding out more and more about that all that aspect of yeah. it. So, yeah. Anyway, so I've been doing that, and that's that's pretty cool. Uh. Buying some new gear. Yes. Oh. OTG Meals. Uh, chicken, mac, and cheese. Beef lasagna. And chicken and dumplings. OTGmeals.ca. On the go meals. So, uh, yeah, on the go meals. Randy, uh, it's, it's his company. And he's been making these. So, trying to get some from him. Uh, it's, tough. it's tough. He's has trouble
1: keeping up. There's such yeah. a high demand. I uh, I probably noticed the posting after you apparently because you not got much some, long after me because you got some stuff that I couldn't get because it was already sold out. But he announced on Facebook. He says, "Okay, I got a batch ready to go," and I I got in there as quick as I could. Had some difficulty ordering online. Ended up having to call him personally and say, "Listen, this is what I want." And uh, so I I ended up getting like a, a box, two hundred dollars worth of. Uh,
0: Grub. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I say, I've been um, stocking up. When I go to sale or something like that, I'll buy yeah. a couple. So we got a big uh, tote filled with Alpenair, Happy Yak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's another brand. I forget. Mountain House. Yeah. Just, you know, mostly entrees, but I got a couple of breakfasts and a couple of um, uh, lunches, that sort of thing, right? Desserts, I should say. Yeah. Um, so the breakfasts. Uh, we we actually tried a breakfast in, a, in an entree on our trip on last weekend, but yeah. So I've been trying to get into I figured. Hey, you know what? I got to get some Ferrandi here and take them on our tomogamy trip. And I kept looking and looking and looking. Then finally, there was that little post that says, mm-hmm. "Hey, we got some more stuff." Mm-hmm. I went right on, and already they were like, "Yeah, like he, you couldn't get this," or they had one left of that. Yeah. So I picked uh, two each of, of each of these. And they're the only difference I see from these and the other ones is the packaging isn't as tall, so there's not all that wasted space. Correct. But it looks like the exact same amount mm-hmm. as as the you want to call it professional big company yeah big company yes, ones, exactly. right? Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm looking forward to trying these ones out on our, our trip. Beef lasagna, chicken, mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you got, well, you got some of these too, didn't you? Like I did these flavors. I, yes. So,
1: uh, I, I got the, uh, I got the chicken mac and cheese, got f- like five of those. I, when I called him on the phone, I said, okay, what do you got? He says, well, I got five of these. I'll take all five. I got four of these. I'll take all four. I only have one of this one. The only one I didn't order, I, I, it was shrimp and risotto. And I just don't know what that would be like. So I only, yeah. got, I only got two of those. Like I also any. got some... Well, you're lucky because I looked at those and I didn't buy them. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but I got some desserts too, as well as some uh, some dill pickle chips and, and yeah, so those, on.
0: I was looking at those, the, the crispy dill mm-hmm. pickle chips or whatever. Uh, like, uh, I, I don't know. I'll, maybe I'll try them next time. So now that you bought them, you'll have yeah. to let me know how they yes. are. Yes, yeah. And then I'll see if I buy them or not. He has what, uh, cream or cheese... Cream cheesecake or something like that, cheesecake or cheesecake of some sort. Yeah, I ordered. I'm some not a too. cheesecake fan at all. I make a wicked cheesecake. Mm-hmm. I just hate it. <laughs> so even like if I'm making it, and I lick my fingers. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. oh. So, but apparently it's quite good. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, go to OTGMeals.ca if you're not finding anything. He's sort of in the same boat. Uh, everything's going so fast, yeah. so just keep checking. And he's got stuff coming up constantly, and you can hopefully snag some stuff—pretty good stuff. So, what we should do is we should invest in a freeze dryer. Oh, oh, you know what? <laughs> well, you talked earlier. We should talk to Randy and come up with a, a, a joint meal. Yes, yes, right? a like, paddling adventure radio meal. What was it you came up with? Paddling adventures, adventures. radioactive.
1: Chili, there you go. Right? Pathic Adventures Radio, Active Chili. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trust me, you'll thank me later. No, you won't. <laughs> Careful, you're sharing yeah. a tent. Yeah. We'll get into that later. <laughs> that story's yet to go. Uh, what else did I buy here? I bought a Fenix HM61R multifunctional rechargeable headlamp. Um is we're in the back country it's there. 18650 battery or is it what Yeah, like? yeah, it's one of those big rechargeable batteries, but it's what 1200 lumens lumens maximum output. That's pretty, yeah. That's pretty oh yeah, bright. it's it's quite bright. I've got the Wizard Pro. And I mean, I can see for miles with mm-hmm. that thing. Uh but somebody in the house when she goes on camping trips and has to use a thunderbox at night. Um, There's been a couple incidents where things that go um, up in the night. Yeah, I think the jabberwocky and and stuff start coming out of the bush. And and then with her little headlamp, um, she doesn't quite know what it is. So I got her this more powerful one to match mine because with mine, she can see that giant toad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That rabid frog. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I got this uh, uh, for Tracy. So it's all charged up and yeah. It's uh, it's pretty bright, I must say. Uh, and what else did I get here? Uh do Survive Outdoors Longer. S O L. That's not what SOL used to stand for. <laughs> yes. That used to be well, you're just S O L Oh surviving
1: outdoors. Awesome. But SOL they make all the uh, the emergency blankets and yeah. they
0: they make a lot of gear now. It's so it's a it's a fairly big company. Well, I bought this because our We went to the dollar store and got a collapsible bucket thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was two plastic rings with cloth in the middle and a little Mm -hmm. um, handle. So I would use that as my water bucket on trips and my dishwasher, like to do dishes and that sort of thing, right? Uh, Well, it died. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it went to dishwasher heaven. Uh, So I said, I need to get something else. And I saw this one in the same place. Uh, Adventures Adventure Pro Zone is where I got the Fenix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw they had this thing, this collapsible bucket, 10 liters. I mean, it's huge. Uh, but no, this will be perfect for hauling water to put out the campfire, for doing dishes in. And one of the things I was thinking of, especially right now, is there's been over the last couple of years people coming on... Posting their trip logs on on social media and say, "Hey, look, we came across this this campsite. Somebody did put a, out their lately, yeah, yeah, or somebody, you know, it, it started burning and the site was had a bit of fire going, and so they're using their Nalgene bottles to try to put out a fire. Well, you got a ten liter bucket. There you go. Yeah, you know, you just pop this baby <laughs> open, and it's. I mean, if you can throw ten liters on at a time, that's ten Nalgene bottles right at a time." So uh, I picked this up. We're going to give it a whirl. It's not all that heavy, you know. I mean, maybe it's heavier than my cloth one, mm-hmm. but still. Um, and what else? So the Fenix, the collapsible, the OTG meals. Yeah, that's about it.
1: I see that. Uh, I'm just looking at that website for Venture Prozone. They've got a lot of a lot of medical
0: gear as well. Like Yeah. Oh, yeah. they got a lot of safety gear and, and all that sort of stuff, right? mm mm-hmm. So it's pretty. It's pretty good. Uh, is it com or .dot .ca? ca ca Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, they. I ordered stuff Thursday, and it was here on. Uh, it got here on Tuesday, because hmm. Monday was the holiday. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, it would have been there Monday. And I liked it because uh, my daughter phones and says, or texts me and says, uh, "You got something from Amazon?" <laughs> like what? I didn't know where Amazon. Amazon, and then I'm thinking, oh, I, I wonder if they order stuff, and then realize they're just reusing Amazon boxes. Yeah, right. Uh, and my, she says, you also got your burritos.
1: <laughs> what? It's a box like, of burritos.
0: Wh- who's sending what to my house? <laughs> While well, Randy has a, a just whatever boxes he's using, which is better than throwing them out, as long as they arrive in one piece. I don't care which box he puts into yeah. it, puts it. Well, I shouldn't say that because now I'm going <laughs> to get stuff in very questionable boxes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're just reusing boxes rather than turfing in the in the trash or having to buy new boxes sort of stuff. So that works for me. But yeah, it was my OTG meals showed up in a burrito box. <laughs> again, wait, awesome. I didn't order a burrito. Don't, oh, I hope you didn't send me sticks burritos because that's not going to end well. Wait a sec. <laughs> 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 uh, so that's all that's new on my side. So last week was our first, uh, last weekend we did our first, uh, trip of the season. It's been a while cause we've been doing a lot of stuff around. It's late in the season for a first trip yeah, too. Yeah. Well, we've been doing a, we've been out paddling a couple times, but, uh, we've been doing a lot of stuff around the house this mm-hmm. year, right? So getting stuff done, we're taking down a couple of trees out back because, They're about to take out our fences and (laughs) the neighbor's neighbor's tree are about to take out our garage (laughs) and these troughing. So we're doing a lot of stuff around the house. Uh, We only went into Farm Lake, which is like an access point lake in the south side of Algonquin Park, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Usually I don't like to do that, but uh, we ended up doing it. uh, Just myself, Tracy, and one of Tracy's workmates, Uh, we all all went in there. Uh, Three days, two nights- uh, and Tracy and Jen paddled the prospector, sixteen foot prospector, and I had my Osprey. Yeah. It's the first time my Osprey has been out in two years. Oh yeah, yeah. Usually, I, usually I've I've gotten into to solo paddling the prospector. Yet I've got this this Osprey, which is like a pack boat with a seat. Um, but I think it's a bit thinner, narrower
1: than mm-hmm. a pack boat.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Where I just got fat hips. <laughs> These OTG meals, they go right to my hips, Derek. (laughs) There you go. Uh, So, yeah. So, the thing about camping on an access lake is you can bring stuff like your car camping. Yeah. So, your little mini chair, your Helinox chair. Yeah. ah, I can stay at home. You throw the big full-on chair with the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the beer coaster holder thing yeah. in it and all that. <laughs> um We got to try out because at not last, was the Toronto Adventure Show last year? Yeah, it was last year. Because mm-hmm. everything closed down just after that, right? Yes. Um So I bought the Eureka No Bug Zone, the 13 footer. Yep. So I bought one of them. We haven't had a chance to use it yet. Oh, wow. Okay. So we took it with us. Right on. Right? It, is, it really worked out well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not something I would take on a long backcountry trip. If I was going in, well, and a tent as well, where yeah. it's you guys in tomogamy, you and Mike, yeah, you so brought that all and left the tent we did at home. It was
1: a Nemo bug tent. Mm-hmm. It was whatever it's called. And uh, it, we, that's all we brought. We didn't bring a tent. It was just the, we brought the bug shelter. Mm-hmm. So it served as a tarp, a bug shelter, a tent. It was everything. Yeah. And so we just had to lift the sides to walk in and out of it. And and
0: it was great. Full 360 view. And it, it was, it worked out really well. Well, see the no bug zone on the two high corners. Mm-hmm. There's zippered doors. Yeah, same as mine. Right. Yep. And the zippers work so that there's two at the top, two at the bottom. Yep. So if you want to use that to hang your hammock, I've in, done that. Yeah. Right. It Which works out real perfect. nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a chance to use that. It was really nice because there there was sometimes where the bugs, out, mosquitoes outside, were driving them a bit nuts. I really don't care anymore, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, and the rain wasn't coming in. You know, so mm-hmm. it, now it was dripping down the side of, on one of the sides of the, the, the screen. But okay. No, but it was fine. Uh, we got the, the lake a bit later on the Saturday morning. Okay. Well, a lot later uh, <laughs> than I usually like to. Okay. Like I, I like to be on their first light, but, uh, yeah, we didn't get on the water. Oh, 10 ish. Oh,
1: okay. Like
0: it was late. So there's now, a, a, you know, looking at a access lake here and how everything's been going lately, mm-hmm. we figure, yeah, we're going to get the dog site, right? Uh, there was one site on the Northern side that we were hoping to get and much to our surprise, it was empty. So we got it really nice site. So we got there, we relaxed, set up camp, we relaxed for a bit and then we went out for a little exploring and did some casting with no bites. Uh, so we were fishing, not catching. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make that distinction. I, I do a lot of that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did. Uh, then we went back to camp. There is one site where there was, uh, on on the map says there's a, a historical site, being an old ranger cabin was there. Uh, didn't see the cabin, but there's a lot of old garbage. Oh. Uh, there's a, a giant metal ski from like a... Um, one of those water sleds or something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, there's some old rusted buckets and not stuff that regular people would be bringing in. No, it's heavy right? duty. So yeah. it is, it yeah. is historical garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, we got back to the site and, uh, uh, did dinner, uh, sat around the fire for a little while, uh, rained on and off, you know, most of the afternoon and, and evening. And then, yeah. Around 11 o'clock, we just, all right, we're done. Hit. Went to bed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a long day too because we had been up at 4 oh, in the 4.30 okay, yeah, yeah. in the morning. So we had, to, we had to zip out one way to sort of the opposite direction to pick up Jen and then straight across. Uh, next day had a bit of a later start because we figured, you know what, we're just going to relax. That's what we're up there for, just to re- you know, relax some. And so we're not going to be up at five o'clock in the morning. First light to get out on the water and start tootling around. So it was heavily overcast and windy in the morning. So we hung around camp reading, getting an extra nap, that sort of thing. (laughs) Do some exploring in the woods. There's supposed to be an old Bartlett, um, depot camp up behind our site and I never did find it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm, Maybe just didn't go back far enough or something, but there's there's a lot of area that you can explore behind the camp, mm-hmm. like behind the campsite. Wind died down just after lunch, so we went out for a paddle, did some more fishing, and uh, I caught two bass, released them, and a clam. Really? What am I going to do with a clam? Really? How, how did you catch a clam? Two bass and a clam. I guess I was just trolling and hit some real estate and... I just happened to (laughs) snag a clam, I guess. The clam's going, What this isn't right. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) What's going on? Uh, I tossed them back. I lost one bass, um, not even close to the boat. He hit, and he came in five feet from where he bit and tossed it, so whatever. But the last one was one and a half to two pounds, and he jumped. It was a good-sized bass, but I got him to the side of the boat and gone. Oh. It's like, oh. Oh, no. But even still, like, I mean, I'm, even if I caught, like, a big bass like that, to me, unless I get a few of those, I'm not keeping just one. So, it took me X amount of time just to catch that big one. So, yeah, even still, I would have just taken a picture and, and let him go. If I don't have enough fish to make a meal, mm-hmm. I tend not to keep them. Okay, catch and yeah, release, yeah. Right? Catch and release. Because you don't want to, ooh, ooh, look at that little nibble oh. mm, mm, that was so good oh i wish i had some more it's like going to an expensive restaurant you know here's yeah. your s- first serving sir <laughs> like something the size of a a, a, a loony or something yeah. like that right <laughs> um so then yeah I, I got back to camp i said yeah because the wind was starting to pick up and kept pushing me because i was i was fishing the front of the the weed bed and uh it just kept pushing me i get one or two casts and then I'd be sailing right into the into the weed bed and have to paddle back out. So I said, Enough of that. Uh, went back to camp, hauled everything up, and then I noticed the dark clouds coming in uh-huh. and we heard some thunder, so we got everything all cleaned up just in case we had to make a run for it. Because on the other side of the lake was a hill and we could see it all behind the hill. But because of all the trees around our site we couldn't actually see over top of us and what was coming our way. Yeah. And that was just the first part of it and then the rest sort of got darker across our lake. And uh yeah, about five thirty it just started coming down. Didn't last long though, maybe a half an hour. Yeah. And then uh so we sat in the shelter, relaxed and we were reading and examining the insides of our eyelids and you know <laughs> lots of nails. naps. Lots of naps. Lots of naps. Got the fire going, made dinner. We had the first night we had made uh uh, we got these things at the grocery store. These uh, beef skewers. The I can't remember what the sauce they had been marinated in was, but just threw those on the campfire and had those and nice. those. You know those rice that you get the the. I don't know if you've seen the commercial. The girl comes running downstairs half naked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because her yeah. her microwave went off and she yeah rips it open the and she's eating rice the rice from yeah. the the instant packet. If you take a couple of those and put them in a pot with some water. Not a bunch of water, just enough to cover the bottom yeah. and heat it up, right? Because the water keeps it from sticking. Yeah. You might have that a little bit more as you go sort of, Dev. That heats that rice up perfectly, mm-hmm. just like a microwave, but yeah. over your stove or the campfire or whatever. You just got to keep stirring it. So we had a couple of those on the side and some of those skewers, and that was perfect dinner for the first night. Second night, we decided, well, we're going to do the, uh, I got a couple of the Alpen Air Cheesy cheese enchilada rancheros to try those. I was eating mine, wondering where all the beef was, and um, they uh looking inside, and then I realized on the package it said vegetarian <laughs> oops, so there was no meat in it. <laughs> Where's the beef? <laughs> um, you know, it was good, it was really heavy yeah. though. Like, I was thinking for if we get those again. I would put that on a tortilla, mm-hmm. right? Get a tortilla, oh, yeah. throw it on. It was more like a filling mm-hmm. than an actual meal. Yeah, you know, like you think, okay, macaroni and cheese—that's mm-hmm. a meal. But this cheesy enchilada ranchero stuff was like something you'd put on a wrap, a wrap. Yeah, like a, a burrito or something, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, but let me tell you, not the best choice of meal when you're sharing a <laughs> tent. With somebody, and I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) After dinner, the sky started clearing up. Stars came, a lot of stars, which was really nice. And then again, 11 o'clock rolled around, and we all called it a night. So the day we were supposed to leave, the Monday, we decided, you know what? Let's get up early, clean up some of our stuff, like pack up the inside of our tents and all that stuff, have most of it ready to go. We'll go up a couple of portages into Booth Lake, tootle around, have some lunch on one of the sites if there's any empty site. Come on back, finish packing up our tents and the the no bug zone and then paddle out. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's only like an hour, not even an hour paddle. I think it was like 40 minutes, 45 minutes yeah. to the truck, right? Um so yeah, so we just got up at, well I got up at 5:30 to begin with. Pure sunshine day, fog on the water, the sun was just coming up. Beautiful, beautiful morning. Then I went back to bed. Uh, you know just sort of laying there snoozing dozing in and out in and out for a while so got up at eight o'clock had breakfast uh packed up some gear and, and everything and headed on out and i figured just the way things have been going over the last year that it was going to be a complete and utter crap show on the Portages. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's holiday Monday, everybody's coming out, because everybody's got to work on Tuesday, right? Yes. So it's like basically the Sunday. So everybody's yeah. coming out. Uh, the way Portages that I ran into last year, a lot of the things that happened, you know, you just shake your head. I wasn't looking forward to that. Um, but... Everyone seemed to have their patience panties on. I'll tell you. Oh yeah, everything was smooth. People were waiting. People would get their gear out of their boats, put them up high, then grab their boats, put them up high, so the next person could come in, or the ne- the people waiting could come out. I was rather impressed. Huh. It, was, it was it was really really good. Uh, we got into Booth Lake, no, pr- and, and of course we just had some day gear. Like we had a camera bag and snack bag and, yeah. and, and paddles and stuff. You're tripping like, uh, yeah. So, you know, just throw the, 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 um, the canoe on my shoulders and off we went. We had only taken one canoe for the day trip. Right. And, uh, so I zipped in there, zipped around Booth, found a, a, uh, empty site up at the top end of, uh, I think it's McCarthy Creek had some lunch and, and whatnot, stretched the legs, used the thunder box and then tootled on back and coming back the the portage um at booth was on the booth lakeside uh was was pretty busy. Um there's at least six parties coming out. And so yeah, you go into from booth into Kitty and then into farm where we were. And yeah, really Really smooth. Everybody was waiting their turns. Everybody was new to to get your stuff out of the way so the next group could get in or out. And when we got to the far end, there was a couple people coming in, and I said, "Hey, just so you know, there's about six guys coming." And dude had a dog that he was training to, um, you know, hopefully lose some of his anxiety with with people in the boat and all. The, training his dog to be mm-hmm. a new dog and seemed to be doing quite well. And uh, so yeah, he got all his stuff out and. Knew that all those other people were coming, so he could take extra caution and stuff like that. And no, it was, it was, I was really surprised. Um, so then, yeah, we, we had after lunch and we headed back into farm, packed up our, our, uh, gear, uh, loaded back into the canoe and headed back to the truck. We were on our way home by four o'clock, right on Monday afternoon. Huh. So, yeah, you know what? It was a really nice, relaxing weekend. That's good. Um, it was, yeah, definitely needed. Definitely needed. So how was the...
1: Uh, <clears throat> so you, you ran into people on the portages, but on, on your campsite itself, like you were... Was it a busy lake? Did you see a lot of people? We saw
0: people zipping back and forth uh, when, like I say, I was surprised that uh, the site was open. Mm-hmm. And we saw a couple other sites that had people on it. So with the... I think with the... the Some must have just left. I think people just... Well, oh yeah, because when we showed up on Saturday morning... The fire pit was still warm. Oh, there you go. Right? Uh, but the, I think that some of the people, because there wasn't as many people on that lake as I think there should have been. So I'm thinking people saw the forecast for rain. And bailed and at the bailed, last minute. Yeah. Right? Which a lot of people do. Yeah. Uh, we saw a hummingbird, a beaver. We think it was a muskrat. It was so quick that we didn't quite see the tail, but we think it was a muskrat. There's a couple of ravens, blue jays, Canada geese, mergansers. There was a loon on our lake teaching its baby to fish and all that sort of stuff. Cool. And when Jen and Tracy were just sitting there watching, they drifted up next to the canoe and the mother had a minnow in her mouth and feeding it to the baby. So like pretty close. Yeah. Tracy got some some, uh, decent pictures of it. Nice. I was sitting there. There's a a makeshift table at this campsite. So I was sitting there. I can't remember what I was doing. But I see something in the corner and all of a sudden this mouse jumps off the tree onto the table. Oh, scared to live in you-know-what out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there was a big bullfrog on the shore and we're trying to put our canoes in and he wouldn't move. Oh, yeah? It's like, dude, what? And like coming in, we hit him with the canoe. Didn't realize <laughs> it. You had to hit him and then all of a sudden he jumps. Yeah. Like, dude. <laughs> Some I know self, you're a big frog, but some you're, getting a, you're here. getting a bit cocky here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bring it on, boys. Bring it on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all in all, it was, uh, it really was a, a good trip. So, uh, I want to touch on portage etiquette for a minute. I mm-hmm. just want to touch on this. And we'll take a quick break. So, it's never too early to teach your kids portage etiquette. And I say this because when we are on the portage to booth, um, I had, Tracy and Jen were behind me a ways. I had uh, the canoe on my shoulder and I was just booting it along the border. 600 meters, not a biggie. And there's uphills, downhills, muddy sections. I, I came down a hill and there was a two plank boardwalk. So just two planks side by side on a yeah. boardwalk. There was a young kid coming down the other side. He waited until I came down. I crossed. The portage okay. or the, the, uh, the planks, right? The boardwalk. I said, thank you. He said, you're welcome. And off he went. Off I went. Up <laughs> a hill, down the other hill, the exact same thing. I thought I was in Groundhog Day for a minute. <laughs> Coming down the other hill, on the other side of this two-plank boardwalk, yeah. was another kid. I'm thinking, wait. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped, waited for me to come across. I said, thank you. He said, you're welcome. Then he crossed. Huh. I'm thinking, that's portage etiquette. right? Yes, there, there you go. Because yeah. you're, you're waiting for the guy with the heavier gear, the canoe on his exactly. head, to do the trip. So I get up the hill, and there's a lady and a man coming. And the, the, the guy's got the canoe on his head. And as I'm passing, the lady goes, are you from Paddling Adventures Radio? <laughs> I'm thinking, I've made the big tag. <laughs>
1: I've been recognized in the wild. <laughs> I've been recognized in the wild. Sean
0: from Battling Adventures Radio and his natural habitat <laughs> on a portage with a canoe on his head. How did you recognize yeah. me? <laughs> so I had a really quick, quick chat with them and uh, they said, yeah, we, you know, had to be a short chat because they had to go catch their boys. Yeah. And it was like, you know what? Like the manners and and the portage etiquette these kids already know, good job on those parents. I know, right? Uh, it's, yeah, you know what? And like, uh, like I say, on... Uh, Personal note, it was pretty cool that someone noticed me. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) all right. Okay, I can retire now. Yeah, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Like, I mean, for all the people that are out there that you're just looking at shaking your heads and you got these two little guys out there. I mean, they're under 10 years of age, I'm Mm -hmm. thinking. And, uh, you know, they're like, they know, okay, dude's got the the canoe coming, wait for him and... Yeah. You know, and at least, you know, you, you say thank you and there's an actual, you're welcome mm-hmm. response. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Respectful great parenting kids right there. And yeah. trail etiquette, portage yep. etiquette. It's, yep. it makes a difference. And
1: it's, it's uh, like, I don't know how many times I've, I've come across full grown adults who don't oh. have a clue. It's like, yeah. uh, they, they're only thinking of themselves that, you know, the, like you, you see like one canoe, two people come in they you know broadside the canoe on the portage you can't even get around it so you're waiting for them to unload their gear and and it's like well there's so many different ways you could have done that and then you know they just drop their gear right in the middle of the opening of the portage and mm-hmm. and leave half of it behind so you're like dancing over packs and dancing over a canoe trying to figure out how to get in and out of the water and these people just don't care they're like off oh, you don't have a drink of water and yeah. as if nobody else exists it's like come on just a little bit of common sense like it, the, like share the trail share the water it's it's just common courtesy.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, it's these little guys are well on the way by the yeah, looks of it. Yeah. So. Exactly. Uh, and unfortunately, we were in such a hurry to zip, zip, zip. I totally didn't catch didn't get their, their name. name no. So if you, they did say they listen to every one of our episodes except last week because they were actually on. So they'll be listening to the this lake. One. So if they're listening to this, drop us a message. Let yeah. us know you guys' name. Yeah. And and throw a picture up if you got one of the family. Yeah. And uh, we'll put it on our our Facebook page and that. Uh, Let's take a quick break here. We're going to come back and talk about a couple more things, believe it or not. Uh, And uh, yeah, we'll be right back after this. Hi,
1: this is Derek Sparst. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show.
0: This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at AlgonquinOutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka and Halliburton. Welcome back. So I want to talk about, we talked about this before, but um, transporting invasive species. Mm -hmm. You talk about it, clean your boat, clean your gear, that sort of stuff, right? How easy do you think it is to transport invasive species?
1: We've been doing it for hundreds of years. It's too easy and for the most part like i I, I know where you're going, but I, I don't want to sidetrack it too much, but uh, it's it's one of those things uh, like they uh they deal with it in so many different locations and places back in the 1800s everybody thought, hey I want this kind of plant or or, or mm-hmm. you know i want I want this kind of sagegrass to stop the you know the sand from eroding and now they're trying to pull all these uh, grasses and sage grasses so that you know the 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 sand drifts can go back to normal and set the other thing like you're supposed to spray down and, and uh, bleach your boats if you put them in Lake Ontario, and then you're going to go, say, to uh, Algonquin Park. It's like, well, you know, you should be cleaning that canoe because mm-hmm. of uh, zebra mussels and so on, right? It's
0: yeah. It's way too easy. Like, we've got
1: hundreds of invasive species.
0: Well, even when I was on the, the Trent Severn Waterway trip last summer, mm-hmm. we ran into that one spot with the uh, starry stonewort yeah. that was invasive species. Mm-hmm. So you're well, the odds of me bringing something back... You know, most people don't give it a second thought. You know, no. Oh, yeah, well, whatever. Don't. My boat's going to be there for yeah. a couple of weeks or whatever. So everything will dry and die and whatever. But think about this. When you're thinking bugs, because there's like the emerald ash borer and stuff like yes. that, right? That's yeah. so why they say don't bring wood from home. Because if you bring it up here, the bugs that you have in that wood may transfer to ours and destroy the forest, that sort of thing, right? When I was unloading my gear from the truck after last weekend's trip, Mm -hmm. and this is how I'm thinking, like, it's so easy to do this. One spider was making a web on my truck. Okay. One spider was on my barrel harness. One spider was in the bed of the truck one spider was on my pfd four different spiders four different species they were all different types of spiders now when i was putting stuff in cuz i usually give it a little looky see right mm-hmm. so when i you know clean off bugs i don't want especially daddy daddy long legs you see them everywhere Yes, yeah. Right? yeah um so I usually give everything a quick once over, and with the big thing about ticks these days, uh, you know, you don't want anything yeah, hanging on. Exactly. So I give it a quick little look as I if, before I throw it into the the truck sort of thing. I didn't notice them when I packed them into the truck, but I noticed them when I was unpacking, stuff. as
1: evidenced by the big webs and kind yeah, of brings your attention to it
0: at the end part. So the question is, have I missed any? Yeah. Right? And so, like, it is that easy. Because if I wasn't paying attention or I happened to get home after dark and just started throwing all my gear into the garage or into the basement or, or that sort of thing, I'm bringing all those species, be it spiders, ticks, whatever, from 300 kilometers away yeah. to our area now. Right, it is that easy. So just give your gear once over before you load it up. Give it another once over. Shake it off when you're unloading at yeah. home, just to make sure. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you, you you don't think about it half the time, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, it's that easy. It's that simple. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of surprised. I don't think I've ever missed well that I know of that many. <laughs> so I say four different <laughs> yeah. types of spiders yeah. in one go. Oh, jump it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they just getting tired of Algonquin and wanted a new a new home. Yeah. Maybe they knew I didn't have a dog and thought maybe if they got enough of them together, yeah, they would think I have a dog. <laughs> I don't know. Weird things, buddy. <laughs> uh, Coca-Tat has changed ownership. Oh, yes. So they put out a little news uh, news release here. After 50 years under the direction and ownership of its founder Steve O'Meara. Koketat has been purchased by the company's Director of Operations, Mark Lofmiller. Lofmiller joined Koketat in 2013 after 12 years as Executive Director of Arcata Community Recycling Centre. Uh, Koketat is not only a cornerstone brand in paddle sports, but also in our community. Steve has created an amazing brand that will forever be tied to Arcata and and look forward to building on this foundation for another 50 years and beyond. 2021 marks the 50th anniversary of Kokotat. Now this is the part I didn't know. O'Meara started Kokotat, then Blue Puma, in 1971, purely as a way to get to help get people out on the trails and waterways of Humboldt County. One fateful day, he was approached by some friends to see if he could ha- build them some better paddling apparel for an expedition they were planning on the Alsec River in British Columbia. And today, Kokatat is recognized as a global leader in performance, paddle sports, apparel and gear. Just right time, right place, right? Exactly, yep. Right amount yep. of people that knew him and said, hey, how would you like to try? And 50 years later, he's good as gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, following the purchase, Miller will become the company's CEO and O'Mira will retain a minor stake in the company. Before joining Cocotat, Mark was a local businessman and I'm pl- pleased to be entrusting the company that means so much to me and our employees into his hands. So yeah, Cocotat's still going to go strong. Just changed ownership. Yeah. Might throw some new I- new ideas into it, you know, who knows. There's always a so,
1: revamp that happens, right? Oh yeah. Somebody takes the helm and and they want to guide it into either a different direction or strengthens current position or whatever. It's uh it's one of those things. It's uh, and currently with the way industry is going and and the way uh you know tripping traveling and outdoors and it's it's a new
0: world right now, right? So mm-hmm. this uh, who knows where they can take this. Well, my uh, my PFD is even Cokatat. Mm-hmm. I've been wearing that for a few years now. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's about five years old. Yeah, so I that yeah, and I think it's a, a new one. An anyway. expiry date on life jacket. They yeah, we talked about that, but yeah,
1: mine's still going pretty mine's strong. Mine Still floats. I think, I think mine's about eight or ten years old, but so it's it's not coming apart. I don't have any, not a single stitch is out of place. So no, mine's uh, just dirty looking. Yeah, because I start, use it as a pillow once in
0: a while, and you're not supposed to do that. I,
1: do. <laughs> I think the most damage on mine is uh, is from uh, from UV damage from the sun. I think most mine's fade. just fade.
0: Throwing it on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> you get out of the, put the canoe up on the shore. Yeah. Throw your paddle and life jacket on the ground. Run to the Thunderbox for a pee. <laughs> 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 I got uh, But no, and I jump in the lake. It still float So yeah, I must be working still. Uh, the Olympics, they're on, and this past week and some, it's been all the paddle sports. Yes, um, big time. Lots of talented athletes, and I'm really happy that they were getting the chance to compete right now because they didn't know if the Olympics were going to happen or not, so despite the pandemic. Yeah, it was really up in the air for a while. Yeah, there. even it's, I mean, they're, they're talking about the cases that are happening there and all that, so.
1: Yeah, and they're saying if the if everything really exploded more than it already is, then
0: they're just going to shut things down. Mm-hmm. So, like I say, medals are coming in for us, for Canada yeah. and, and whatnot, and yeah, it's awesome. It's good to see. to uh, do 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 one other thing here. Australia's Jessica Fox. I was talking about this and you didn't you hadn't heard this. It was I saw it all over social media. Australia's Jessica Fox demonstrated this week that her Olympic level paddling ability is just the tip of her skill set after she cleverly repurposed a condom to repair her kayak <laughs> before a medal winning run. <laughs> She shared the footage of her ingenious repair on TikTok just before winning a bronze medal in the canoe slalom, K K-1 event. Uh, the footage shows a member of Fox's staff adding a carbon fiber patch to the nose of her kayak, then stretching an Olympics-issued prophylactic over the top of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the, the front tip of her kayak, I guess, yeah. on the bottom, had been damaged. Yeah. Right? So you, you got to have that thing smooth and as streamlined as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So a big crack or a chunk out of it's gonna, even if it is going to, even if it cuts you down like a second in your time. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the difference between oh, yeah. podium finish and not. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> says, Bet you never knew condoms could be used for kayak repairs, she wrote in a caption on the video. It gives the carbon a smooth finish. streamlined. Yeah, really. Actually, you you watch the TikTok video, and he stretches it right out, puts it over the the end because it's quite the narrow point at the mm-hmm. end. Yep. And as he puts it on, lets it just retain its shape. Yeah. It just flattens everything like straight <laughs> out, and, like smooth and yeah. wow. Huh. Um Fox had a pretty smooth finish of her own a short time later, finishing third in the Canoe Slalom K1 final. The 27-year-old later won gold in the Canoe Slalom C1 final, ending her decade-long pursuit of the top Olympic honor. Fox has been among the top slalom athletes for years, and expectations were high for her as the daughter of two former Olympic medal-winning paddlers. So both her parents are Olympic uh, medal-winning paddlers as well. Cool, long line of uh, paddlers. So, uh, yeah, they say they say the Olympics give have given out a hundred and fifty thousand condoms. Are they branded? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. It's like, but still, like, what kind of games are you there to play?
1: Well, I've heard for years that it's uh, it's one of those things. It's uh, they're. They're very driven individuals. They're very healthy. And so they're going to come with their own uh, very uh, healthy libido. Right. And this is a once in a, once in a, maybe potentially once in a lifetime opportunity to uh, showcase to the world your abilities and your strengths. And you're, you're standing on top of the
0: podium. It's like it's uh you're not running around naked or in a toga anymore buddy <laughs> maybe <laughs> i they don't are. know if you've been watching the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That> greco-roman wrestling <laughs> and all that sort of stuff uh yeah it's um i didn't realize they, they did that
1: oh but yeah every year it's a good
0: thing they did because it helped her get a gold medal there you are sorry a bronze bronze medal. yeah <laughs> that's awesome uh you got anything else I do. What do you got?
1: So I've seen some hints and stuff like that. Uh, some hints. Some hints. Some, somebody's been dropping some hints that there's potentially going to be, I don't know what you've heard, but uh, it sounds like there's going to be a winter symposium this fall.
0: Oh, Mr. David Bain and. Drummond. Was what? who I saw it from. Oh, yeah? Yeah. posted, said, oh, hold your breath. Maybe yeah. there might be. Mm-hmm. A winter symposium. Yeah. Winter winter camping symposium.
1: Yeah. And that uh, I saw, I actually saw uh, David Bain. He posted a, a thing about a winter tent and stuff like that. And so uh, Mike, and Mike's going to hear this for the first time when he listens to. <laughs>
0: that you didn't pick it up or you did pick it up? Oh, I might have. Oh, you might have. <laughs> but I didn't get it for him. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Derek, the man of 90 tents. <laughs> no, I've got three. But 87 I, <laughs> to go. <laughs> but
1: anyways, so, uh, so the, the guy had posted the, the tent and while I was there to look at the tent, he says, did you see anybody or any of my other ads? No. What else do you have? So I perused his, uh, his little, uh, storage unit and, uh, I ended up picking up a lot of
0: stuff. Really? <laughs> what do
1: you got? Uh, I've got, uh, uh, some chairs, some shovels, uh, snow scoops. I've got some sleeping pads. I've got, uh, two uh, so the, those UHD toboggan things, those like eight foot toboggans. I've got a uh, Wanigan. I've got some propane lanterns. I got some white gas lanterns, a whole bunch of uh, fuel bottles. I've got the tent. I've got a stove. Uh, so it's a two dog stove. It's a really nice stove. Um, what else do I have? A whole bunch. I got a bunch of gators, uh, some saws, some axes.
0: Holy Jones! You
1: yeah, just went shopping. I did. Like he, he saw was a sucker coming his, from a mile away. His, most of his stuff was brand new. I don't oh, know. Yeah? I didn't want to get into it. Asked him why, but uh, he's he's getting rid of all of his gear. Him and his <laughs> wife. <After both. laughs> but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, well, I don't think it's stolen because it's. You can see it was very mildly used. The tent that I got, it's a uh, it's a Mike Ellis tent or something. It's called yeah, Shackleton. It's maybe just not. It's a, a anymore, nice or? stove. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. But, yeah, so uh, there's a few things I passed on that maybe I regret a bit, but uh, it's, he had a lot of Like a tent for Mike? (laughs) 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 No. no. He does have another, like, um, uh, you showed me that Australian guy who was saying he's uh, inspired by us. So he had a white shelter like that, like a lean-to shelter. Was it like the Baker style? Yeah, Baker style, exactly, yeah. So, so yeah, so uh, I've got uh, quite the load of
0: gear now awesome are you mm-hmm. gonna when you when you're heading out for your first winter camping trip
1: we're gonna we're
0: thinking of doing mcgregor between christmas and new year's so i thought you were doing that in your motorhome
1: we did that two weeks ago in the motorhome well, i on, thought
0: you were doing that mcgregor other one Oh no in we're the fall
1: we're, the, no that's uh i can't remember the name of it but uh, yeah we leave the leave there all winter long okay yeah it's near hamilton awesome yeah
0: but yeah we're gonna hot tent
1: it in mcgregor this uh this winter
0: we're up uh in Halloween and over New Year's. Oh, yeah? We've already made our reservations, managed to get a couple of spots. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, yeah, I've got a lot of nice gear. Well, we'll have to keep an eye out for the... I'm going to have to send David a message and go, what's the scoop? Yes. On the Winter Camping Symposium. It's got to be different because it's an... Everybody's packed in there like sardines, yeah, so it's the gonna be front with different. The-
1: maybe they're gonna require everybody to be vaccinated. I don't know if you have to show proof, but it's there's gonna they're gonna have to either to afford to pay for that theater you have to pack the people in, but to pack the people in, it's not so safe. Mm-hmm. Last thing you want to have an outbreak event, right? So, yeah. but they do want to, uh, have an in-person event. At least that's what they're hinting at. I haven't seen an official announcement, but, uh, there's been a few hints here and there from different people. They would people. have to
0: cut down the number of merchants that show up. In Maybe the that too. too yeah. Uh, I mean, because everybody's so packed in that. Exactly. Front You're area. shoulder to shoulder, you know, trying to people. buy stuff yeah. and looking at gear mm-hmm. and, Unless he has it in some total different spot. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But hmm. we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, we'll have to uh keep an ear out. Yes. And uh see what he says. Mm-hmm. Ta-da. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh anything else? No, nope, that was it. I think that's all I've got. We've talked about gear, we've talked about the trips, we've talked about Yeah, that's about it, man. Uh, If you want to find out more about us, you can see us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Download or stream our episodes on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Blair FM, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com, you can listen to all our episodes there. 286 of them now. Uh, While you're there, hit the merchandise button and go check out... uh, the Paddling Adventures radio shirts and all that sort of stuff. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your family, friends, and fellow paddlers. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Spest. We'll see you next time.